Hey everyone, this is Caleb here from In the Mood for Real History. Now before you get started with this episode, if you haven't heard, I want to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain it to you. First off, being on a teacher's salary, I love that it is free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so we have a absolute first right here. We have our first ever interview. So Zach, give us a little rundown. So his name is... Go ahead and introduce yourself, good sir. Uh, I'm River Farley. All right, all right. So River Farley. So you've known him pretty much your whole life. Y'all know yeah, each other your whole life. Just since, tell us about it. Yeah, ever since uh, rec league peewee football. Yeah, well... We've probably known each other since I was like six or seven, if that, you know, real young. Okay, okay. And um, so growing up, you said, or now you've been in the military, correct? Yeah, I've, um, I'm in the, I'm a specialist in the National Guard. I've uh, been in the Army for uh, like five and a half years now. Okay. Uh, so, so pretty much go into, like, give us the details on, like, what it's like. What made it, you decide? Yeah, exactly. Like, what made you? Uh, joining the military was always, uh, you know, is always a thought in my mind. It's always what I wanted. I always wanted to be a Marine, to be honest. Um, I had a cousin, or I have a cousin who's a first sergeant in the Marine Corps, and he influenced me a lot, but I, ultimately I ended up joining the National Guard um, just because I wanted to, to serve my community, um, whether it be... Um, overseas or you know as of today you know today like I was supposed to go to you know respond to a hurricane so I, I like to to be able to do both of that you know both of those things you're, pretty, you're a public servant like you, right. you love helping yeah people. I, I like helping my just community just like I am man. in the nursing field yeah. I want to you know I love you know I love this place I love Alabama I want to give back to it so it's very selfless yeah very selfless and yeah as uh, messed up as Alabama can be in many ways, you know, we, we want to be that change. I feel right, like. right. I, I definitely want to want to see a lot of change, but I still love this place. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. I totally see what you're saying. So, pretty much, our, like, the rundown of our show, we're very political-minded. We, we want to see very big movement politically and civil rights as well. And mainly, we like to we want to just start that discussion that is lacking in the what state. nobody yeah like the the why or why why is it this shit happened or what yeah. you know what I mean pretty much yeah if, I got you and we like to we want to push and open that dialogue because it's like almost if you don't think a certain way in this state then you are automatically wrong right and so that's well. why we really wanted to have you on and we've really been looking forward to it so regarding like the whole politics thing since like I, we're just gonna just dive right in this bitch so. Like, what do you see? What What is your perfect America in your world? Like, what um, would you? What What What's your? What party do you do you decide I, with? I'm a libertarian. I just want, I just want gays to be able to protect their pot plants with any kind of firearm they want without any government. But uh, but you got to shout out the time out. So I'm sorry. He's got to shout out the Jordan's Jordan. Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Dorkson, vote gold. Um, and the table. Yeah, m- by the way, my <laughs> views do not reflect the DOD in any way whatsoever. 
Um, but yes, I, I'm definitely voting for Joe Jorgensen. Okay, I, curio, out of curiosity, would you do the same if you were in a swing state? Yes. Okay, I respect that. Uh, like in 2016, when I moved back, I voted third party because I couldn't stomach either choice back in 2016. But also, I had that you know sense of freedom of knowing that you know Alabama's gonna go Republican whether I vote uh, third party or not. So I was just out of curiosity. Um, my views are, are what I think of. I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't change anybody else's minds as, as so much as they can't change my mind on certain things. So. You know, whatever state I'm in, whether it's going to be a Democratic state or a Republican state, I'd I'd still vote Libertarian at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. Because in 2016, I was a diehard Trump fan. Okay, okay. Like, I'm just going to, I want to ask you this. What is it that made you switch from a hardcore Trump to being at least Libertarian? Um, Definitely more experience (laughs) in life. Uh you know, like like we've talked about, I, I deployed to Iraq in 2017 and 18, and up to that point, I was 19 years old. Up to that point in my life, I hadn't experienced much of anything besides a small, you know, country town in Alabama. I didn't have many black friends, and and we or played, you minorities, know, minorities, yeah, I, minorities in, in general, yeah. I, I we played football together, we wrestled together, but we didn't. You know, we didn't hang out outside of those things. It was ne- it was never like that. Right. But when I was in Iraq, I was for you know it, it wasn't that I was forced to, but I was I was in a group of twenty five people, and that's the only people that I knew. For uh, yeah, but you were with them for extended periods. Of for time, so for you- I was with them for um, roughly a year. Uh, it fluctuated in numbers all, from all the way to nineteen down to. Um, uh, like 35 people at one time in our group, but that you know that was the mo- the, mo- the most people that we personally knew um, with us at the time. Okay, I guess. So you. you know, of course, there was black people, and I had to talk to them, and I, and I experienced more, and they showed me a lot. They they taught me a lot of things. I was a 19 year old kid, man. They helped me grow up. So. It's almost like, you know, the minute we step outside of that small town, we're able to see that there's a whole lot more to life, and there's a whole lot other people with so many different experiences to bring to the table. Right. I mean, I've seen seen kids on the side of the road, dirt poor, begging for food, and I've seen, you know, and obviously I've lived relatively a life of luxury compared to that. Most certainly. So let me ask you this. Can you describe for the people who have just no idea what it's like what is what is the middle east like when when you were over there like hot <laughs> well, what's it but yeah of course <laughs> but 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 the main thing is like what what is it people wise and shit like Man, how, are, are they so, completely different than your average american most definitely um i didn't get to i didn't get to interact with many um civilians if any uh, i interacted with a couple of civilian truck drivers but they were. They they see Americans and they automatically think that we're gonna give them something. Um, 
uh, and I hate I hate to say it that like you know they see Americans they 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 want and they see what you have and they want that for themselves, and but they're also very friendly, but I don't I don't really know how to explain it, man, because I, I've there was an Iraqi soldier who offered to buy a female, you know, but. I have a picture of myself with another Iraqi soldier who just wanted he just wanted a picture with me. Mm-hmm. He just he came up to me. We you know obviously I don't speak Arabic. Um, he came up to me and goes chicka chicka, chicka chicka, and I thought that he wanted like food. I thought he wanted chicken. I was like, man, I ain't got no chicken. <laughs> and it, he wanted a picture. He he just he was like he was like uh, I was carrying an M4 rifle at the time, and he was like. Uh, I have M16 is what he was like, and he pointed to his Humvee. He had a you know bullet hole riddled Humvee, and he was like, "This is what I what I drive." And I was like, "Yeah, our trucks are down there." You know, it, they were very friendly. They were they were curious. Mm-hmm. I would say, kind of similar to what I, I guess I, I was picturing how you mentioned growing up in a small town, how we did all together growing up in that small town, and then it's like the minute you start actually interacting with people, you see that you got a lot more in common. Then you think, and you're able to make those connections. It seems like, right? When there was some, there was some similarities, and that there was a lot of differences. Right. You know, um, running water is not a thing in some places, so they, sh- you know, defecate on the ground. Right. You know, it's like, wild. Like very dirty type. It's a dude. That place is disgusting. It's it's a it's a, in the words of the late great. President Donald Trump, it's a shell. And I guess that's that's some, something that's very interesting to me is you know the role that America has kind of played in, or I guess Europeans in general over time. Oh right. With that, the the Middle East in general, and Afghanistan is wild, man. Because you got to think uh, Napoleon. Was there in mm-hmm. Afghanistan? He he couldn't defeat the the Afghans. Um, the the Russians, in, the Brit, the British Empire was yeah. there. The Russians tried. They did. They obviously failed. You know, obviously we funded Al Qaeda. So now we're fighting Al Qaeda. It doesn't make any sense, man. It's just. And I guess that's what kind of it's wild in, in Iraq too. So like, and we're in Iraq now because the the Iraqi government invited us back to mm-hmm. help defeat uh, uh, ISIS. Um, so that's what we're there in uh, Iraq and Syria for is uh, to, de- to defeat ISIS. Um, but you know, you can't defeat a mindset, right? I see what you're saying, 100. percent And it's like. Kind of like with the, the Vietnam War, almost. I would say that the Iraq War and even now, the um, Operation Inherent Resolve that's going on now, and the Afghanistan, you know, Operation Enduring Freedom, and um, now it's uh, um, something resolute. Uh, you know, there's so many. Um, they are They are Vietnam, in a way. They are. They are our generation's mm-hmm. Vietnam. And, I mean, we've been at war with... The only difference is we got a good welcome home. Yeah. And that's... Honestly, yeah, because it's like we've been at war 
in the Middle East against either Afghanistan or Iraq longer than we were actually in Vietnam now. Yes. Uh, uh, we have been in Afghanistan. Actually, this month makes 19 years mm-hmm. we have been in Afghanistan. Yeah, the, uh, um, we have we have we have soldiers now who weren't alive when nine eleven was a, happened that are in Afghanistan now. Yeah, and that's it's become like just almost a way of life. And Most Americans don't even know that we're still in Afghanistan. Right. They don't. They don't know what they don't know what's going on over there. Why is it that they like? Why is it so hush hush though? They don't care. American. The, most Americans don't care. It's easier to turn your turn your head. So, like, let's. I'm I'm like wanting to lean back to the point about you being a libertarian. Like, what is it? Like, like you said. Well, like, my, kind of for me, what? And, and like we mentioned it earlier, how do you balance that being yeah, in the military and being a libertarian at the same time? So, yeah, I work for the government, right? Um. I don't. I don't agree that the, that the the military is a bad thing. It, it, we most certainly need a military, um, but I, I just I agree that we should be more worried about protecting America. Um, we should not be in these forever wars at all. Um, you know, I, I want a smaller government, um, of course, and that would affect my career possibly. But that is something I can live with, um, just because the you know I believe in the Constitution, and the Constitution allows every American citizen freedoms, and I want those freedoms without government interference. That's all I want. I got you. I got you. And that's uh, it's very interesting. I did a little research on the libertarian, I guess, platform overall. Right. And it says, you know, libertarians are for war when it's just and necessary. And yes. I guess that's just what's kind of been, as a history teacher, I've always been fascinated with is how do we decide what is a just war? Because, you know, you know, Vietnam in the moment we thought was a just cause. And then the longer you're there, you realize like, well, shit, they just wanted their own land. And it's like they just continually were the, colonized the prob- by The problem people. with Vietnam is that politicians thought that they knew better than military leaders. And that's the same thing today. Politicians rule over what happens in today's wars. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be in certain situations if it were left up to military leaders instead of politicians. That makes sense. It's crazy. Crazy concept, letting somebody that actually knows what they're doing make the take the shot, you know, call the shots. Right. Crazy concept. Uh, I, I can I can see that. I see that a hundred percent. I, uh, for me, that's something that I like to, you know, we go back and forth a lot on is just you know how do we determine what is just, and then, you know, you got to also think from the other perspective of the people who we are invading because they think that their cause is just too so that's just always something that's fascinated me and right so how do we determine who is on the quote quote right side of history i guess you could say but i i don't believe that america should be the police force that it is today i would agree um, thank you i i do know for a fact that there were you know um nuclear weapons in iraq when we invaded 
Um, I agree that we should have, you know, I agree that we should have been there, but the the way that we handled it was all was completely wrong. I don't agree that we should have even been in Afghanistan because, as we know now, the the supposed hijackers weren't even from Afghanistan. They're from Pakistan. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like there's at the we wanted to go after the people who attacked us. Where do where do we find Osama bin Laden? In Pakistan. A block or two away from the embassy, right? Something like that. Yeah. It's and it's insane to think about like what was the ulterior motives? Because I mean we all know what's in the Middle East. Oil. Oil. And poppies, heroin. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Um, you. Go in more about the about like you said like we want to get in like the drug part of it. So I've never been to Afghanistan. I've only been to Iraq. And Kuwait, um, but I know that poppies grow. You know they, they're very abundant there. Um, so poppies are used not only for heroin, but they're used for any there. Any opiate is derived from opi- the opium plant. So mm-hmm. you have your pain pills. You have. Um, uh, morphine, morphine, of course, is comes from poppies. And then you also got your poppy seeds. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's uh, that's it's, all money yeah. for the government, man. Exactly, and it's a historical precedent for it because you know, like we mentioned earlier, with Great Britain when they colonized the majority of the Middle East and India, they did the same thing. They grew the poppy plants and they transported it to China when they started to colonize China. And they got them addicted to opium. And they had an entire multiple wars over it that led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people all in the name of profit. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to think how, you know, the same kind of things happen over and over again. Same old shit, just a different day. Right. And uh, it's very, very interesting, for sure. But um, I'm glad that you mentioned that. That was something I wanted to touch on. So... I guess kind of rounding back to you said, you know, you started to explore and see outside of Trustville, Alabama, and our minds, we realized, you know, there's a lot more people with different experiences and all that. Like you said, you used to be a hardcore Republican. I feel like that is a common theme of, I consider myself a recovering Republican. So I, you know, growing up in high school, I was so far right that Ted Cruz looked like a liberal. So I made him look like a liberal. So... You know, and it's like it's a common theme. I feel like of I our was generation. an avid fan of Ben Shapiro. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> Do you like when he reads about the WAP now? That's that's. I, I oh my! Don't get me started. Oh my God! He, I cannot stand that man. I just, oh my God! He's just like you know, like the nails on a chalkboard. That's just oh. But he, uh, so it's. It's like a common theme, I feel like, in our generation of the minute that we step outside of our parents' circle. Fucking protective shield type Yeah. Like dome. That we start to think for ourselves. And we realize that there are other opinions out there than what we grow up with. Right, and that leads to negative effects with the family. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it's something I like to discuss because it's like, you know, as you mentioned, you love the Constitution. One of the main things in our Constitution is the 
right to your own opinion and freedom of speech, not just the freedom of speech as long as it agrees with the, a certain person's opinion. Right. And, you know, speech is not always supposed to be nice. You know, it it's okay to disagree is what I'm trying to get at. And it's like... So, when you were talking about disagreeing and freedom of speech, how, how is it, like, how, how do you feel about the whole Breonna Taylor thing, being on it? Like, just what, what's your rough opinion on that? Just, what, do you think justice was done? Or? No. Thank you. Absolutely Thank not. You. Um, her murderers are still walking free. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to get it too, too far del- deep into that, that one. But yeah, but I, yeah. um, you know, justice for Breonna Tar- Taylor. She was sleeping in her apartment, man. She wasn't doing nothing wrong. Twenty shots, dude. It's insane. It is insane, and. I didn't think that that had to become politicized. I thought being a her boyfriend was defending her house. I mean, what I would do the exact same thing with a law enacted by Republicans. That's what I love: the stand your ground law enacted by Republicans, and now they're trying to use that against them. They're all about standing your ground until it's a cop. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. And it's like there's that aura of. You know, they you cannot question the motives or anything about the police department. And yeah, it's it's like that in our society that you cannot question them. Right. Don't get me wrong. I I I do agree that there are decent cops out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most certainly. Yeah. Everybody's. I just I I believe that there there needs to be reform, and police should not be doing the jobs of public servants. Of the, you know, of the counselors and, you know, the, the mental health specialists and stuff like that, that, that could be helping these, you know, these addicts and stuff, you know, you know, instead of just fucking throwing them in prison, man. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. prison is modern day slavery. Slavery by another name. Thank you. That's what mass incarceration is. I mean, so Libertarian, you know, Joe Jorgensen believes in private prisons. I just, I, that's something I do not personally agree with. I think that, I don't think that the government should be making money off prisoners. Man, that just incentivizes them to get more. Right. I mean, look right. At fucking... we, we, incar- we incarcerate more people than any other country on the planet. In 1970, when the war on drugs started, there were 300,000 prisoners. There are close to 3 million prisoners today. And you know the fact that like, you know, Mimo Ivy is pushing for a brand new mega prison in Alabama anyway. Three are going to be opening within the next four years. So, what... We've already got, we've already got several prisons in Alabama. Why do we need more? Because it's it's money. And that's what's fucked up, just to be honest. Don't, don't get me, and don't get really get me started on the war on drugs. Ah. I, um, that's, that's one of the reasons, man. I I mean I will talk about it, but briefly give give us what what you want to say. I believe that certain drugs should be legal, of of course, yeah. and I believe that other certain drugs should be and their addicts should be available to more easily get help. It's very is that what I, you know if that no a hundred percent because. And it's and it's why it's so wild to me that so we'll, we'll talk about marijuana. Um, I 
personally am, am an avid fan of, of marijuana and cannabis. Um, so let me let me stop you right there. You were talking about like you're an avid fan. Like, do you do you personally see all the benefits it, it does produce? Like, just as a as a person who's maybe mo- most definitely. Um, well, so when I come back from Iraq, I had a three month break, no military obligation whatsoever. Um, I if I smoked cannabis, of course I did. Um, yeah, it was three. Tried. It was three months of no military obligation. Of course, I had to sober up, and I can't smoke anymore. But um, I realize now how much it helped me decompress. And because I, when I got home, I had been I had been in stateside for two weeks at Fort Hood, Texas, and it wasn't really a lot of time to decompress. And I actually moved into a a, a camper by myself immediately upon returning home. So I went from being with 30 people all the time to myself. And the cannabis definitely helped. So, and I, and I don't agree that in some states that people are allowed to walk around with ounces in their possession while in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee... People are getting locked up by the, you know, by the dozens for grams of marijuana. Grams. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about enough to get a single person a re- very relaxed feeling for about 30 minutes. But why? My question to you is, why is it you think everybody's so fucking like so anti against marijuana? Like, what is it about it that makes people? So, no, no, seriously, like just dating back and even uh, up to now. That that would be. Christianity, it, that'd is, be, it, is it just that, or not? Not necessarily Christianity, but like Southern Baptism, pro, like uh, you know, the, bi- not, the Bible n- Belt, yeah. Uh, Baptistism, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like um, evangelicals. Yeah, yeah. The the people who they'll gamble on Saturday but go to church on Sunday, those are the people that you know down marijuana. Yeah, you know it's and. I, I, I 100% see what you're saying. And what's interesting is this: in Portugal, they actually have found a way to combat the war on drugs, or the effects of the war on drugs, instead of like somebody that is arrested for like a heroin possession. Instead of throwing them in prison, they've actually decriminalized it to the point of, instead of prison, they go to rehab. And the government funds these rehab programs, and they have had their ODs cut in half in the five years that they've had these programs. I agree with that to an extent, mm-hmm. but after that first rehab, I don't think that I would allow them to go back. Right. I see what you're because saying. Because... They could have used the system. Um, I, I've just... I've lost too many friends to heroin mm-hmm. in particular. It's it's not something that should be given outside of a lab. It's, it's just not, man. Right. It's, it's playing with people's lives. Right. And... You know whether you want to get high or not. Uh, that's something that you know you should never you should never reach that low. And if you do feel like that, uh, reach out, man. We're here for you. A hundred percent. I just I think that you should only be able to go to rehab right. one time, though. I just I don't I think that if you're if you're not gonna commit to being clean after that, then you're not ever gonna commit. And I guess that's the main thing I'm wanting to hit on is 
no pun intended on hit on. But, uh, you know, actually focusing in on the fact of breaking that stigma of getting help, A, and giving someone a second chance and not just throwing them in prison and forgetting about them. Getting help in particular is a – there's a big stigma around it, especially around uh, mental illness and addiction. Uh, in my case, uh, it was, m- you know, mental illness. I struggled with uh, depression and anxiety. Uh uh, I was also an alcoholic for a little bit, so I, I know a little bit about that. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, and I guess that kind of segues into what we wanted to talk about with like the VA, and that's something that's we're really passionate about. Is like it's almost like the fact that we lo- we praise the military, and our you know the American people praise the military until you're back, and then it's like you're on your own, and there's no nothing to help soldiers when they are back and that's like I've heard, from what I've heard from friends that are in the military that's just as hard as leaving is getting back yeah just in the civilian life man so I, I say it all the time I, I so I've been home now for um almost three years um and I still feel like I just got home I I feel like a year has been taken from my life but I, but I still want to go back at the same time. Why, I'll, like, what is it that like drives you? Like, man, I want to go back there so bad. Because when I was over there, I felt like I was doing something productive. Like, you yeah, I felt, yeah, I felt like I was, my, yeah, I felt like I was doing something, you know, with my life, and 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 I, I got really, I got, I got a lot of fulfillment out of it. Um, I also, I had a lot of brothers and sisters over there, man, and it was just. I, it's hard to explain because, like, when I left, everybody didn't want me to leave, and they had a big send off and yada yada yada. But as soon as I got home, they weren't there anymore, man. Like, I I I had a I haven't seen like my supposed best friends from high school since my going away party, and that was um, four years ago, mm-hmm. almost four years ago, anyways. Right. You know, um, it's rough, man. And then the the stigma of going and getting help. Like, I didn't talk to anybody for a long time. Uh, at one point, I held a gun in my head. Um, you know, I, I drank every day. Uh, I was in a toxic relationship, for one. But um, the, the stigma is real. I didn't want to go get help. I didn't want anybody to know that I was, that I was you know, the way I was, you know, it was it was just a very low point in my life, and uh, I eventually I had to go to the doctor. Um, I forced myself to go. Um, I, I I called my dad, of course, and uh, I I started crying because I had to tell my dad that I was you know having thoughts of killing myself. You know that's not something I ever wanted to tell my my father. Right. You know. And so, like, why? What is it about that? Like that statement you said, you know, thousands of veterans died. Twenty-two veterans died uh, every day of suicide. Twenty-two, damn. And it, if you had, you know, you obviously have great insight into it. And I feel like, especially in an election cycle, they always talk about you know supporting the troops, supporting the troops. If you had to be able to speak to the candidates right now. What would you say is a way to actually truly support the troops? 
like, okay, we're going to go like, like Donald, it, Donald Trump yeah. first and then Joe No, Biden. just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just in general. I would just ask, I would ask all of them to um, take a very hard look and, and restructure the, the VA. I'm, I'm, I'm personally not a patient at the VA um, just because I'm scared to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? Like, what, what's the stigma about it? It's well. I mean, I need to go. I know. I I know that I I, I rated. I, I already rated a dis- disability rating, um, but I don't really want to collect on it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it is good. It, it, actually, I've heard great things about the Birmingham VA. Um, but there's just so many. There's so many negative cases now. Now there's just that's why there's a stigma. Is you see so. I actually, right when I joined the military, I read a story about a, a, a Vietnam veteran who died in the VA who had maggots in his his wound in his leg. He had an open wound in his leg, and there was maggots found in it when he died. Shit. And that that has scared me to the, you know, that is that, that story scared me from going to the VA by itself. I know, and I know I need to go eventually, but... Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm, I've got my own insurance, and I'll go see my private doctors. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, do you feel like that carries over at all to this? Especially, I feel like it's exasperated by the coronavirus, especially. So there's always like you said that that fear of going to the VA or not wanting to go to the VA, and then is it just made even worse now with the coronavirus? Like, Well, see, I'm lucky. You know, I have private insurance. Not everybody has that, right. of course. The only insurance they may have, or, the, you know, the only health care they may have is through the VA. Mm-hmm. That may be their only source of health care. So, and now during the coronavirus, it may be tough because uh, they may not be able to go it, it, it may be shut down. Of probably not because it's a hospital. But um, just the fact that nobody can visit them. So if you, if it's you know, a lot of veterans die alone already, mm-hmm. and coronavirus is just making it worse. You know, it's something that nobody nobody should ever die alone. Nobody should um, have to be buried alone, especially somebody who has served our nation. Exactly. Exactly, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like they're crazed, you know, support the troops, support the troops, and then the minute that you return, that you get shitty health care from the VA. So uh, I've got a phrase. It's, uh, we are the unwanted doing the unknown. Um, I don't don't remember the phrase. Let me look it up. I'm going to look it up on my phone right quick. But yeah, it's essentially you do you do the work that anybody else wouldn't not want to do, but you still don't even get the praise for it, and it just gets turned around. So I see I see what you're saying overall. Are we are the unwanted doing the 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 unknown for the ungrateful? Yeah. You know. A hundred percent. Something like that. Yeah, we do. We do so much that people don't know, Um, and the the nation today is just very ungrateful. I feel. I think that I feel you on that because I feel like most people think that America is just some shitty place where it's just nothing but racist people. Whenever there's a lot of people who are very patriotic, but it it just may not agree. Well, I agree. There's a lot of patriots, but. 
We've been at war. We, uh, you know, we've been in Afghanistan for 19 years now. The Ameri- American people don't care anymore. But you know what's the funny thing? They cared whenever Kaepernick took a knee. You know, so do you, as a veteran, do you see offense to that? Like, what? no. Whoa, okay. Thank you. Um, at one point in time, actually, I did. I used to. I used to see that it was a offense. Looking back, I was a dumb little kid, but um, the First Amendment is the right of free speech, man. Um, if you, you if not. you don't if you think that protesting and not standing for the um, for the national anthem is you know if, if that's your if that's what the way you want to protest that's the way you should be able you know I don't care that's your the way you protest it's your damn life yeah yeah and um, I'm I'm gonna stand for the the yeah. the anthem myself because I'm a veteran and I love the country that's just not the way I'm gonna protest I will go march personally myself but. Uh, I I don't see a problem with him kneeling at all. Um, you know, black you know black Americans are killed by police, you know, all the time, and it just it hurts my heart every time I see something like that. And it's been a thing since you know Rodney King, you know those you know those kind of trials. Those are happening now. We're seeing I think right now we've we've seen the most movement. You know. The, I think we've been more active now, more than the um, civil rights a, uh, era. Honestly, there have been a, it's been a more honestly. I feel like movement, now, yeah. I feel like now we are we are actually getting somewhere. There's actually fucking progress. We can't, yeah. but we can't stop. Exactly, exactly. You know, I I personally don't agree with destroying. Private businesses, I think that we should have, you know, the I think riots should be more focused towards the government because that is our rights per the Constitution. Right. Um, Do but, you also agree that, like, when, when you were talking about how the rights and, and everything about the Constitution, do you agree that, uh, now, we all don't support the looting and shit, but do you see how people would be able to do that or why they would do that? So Martin Luther King said that writing is the language of the unheard. Thank you. I was no shit was just about to say that. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it is what it is, man. I I don't like to see it. I don't I don't agree with it. Um, I don't. I, I think that those people should be punished. But rioting in general, I don't. I, like I said, I don't think it should be towards. I don't. I don't think we should go after private businesses. That's not the that's not the problem at it's whatsoever. The yeah, it's the public public owned shit or right. the, or the government, like you said in general. The the police departments, your local courthouses, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Those are but a Walmart yeah. or a Target. That's just personal greed, man. That's what that is. Taking advantage of the system. That's not taking advantage of the system. That's just doing whatever the fuck you want because you think you can. And there's no damn consequences. But and I guess that's where the anger comes from is they, you know, the anger towards okay, but, the But that's but it is also a very very smaller it's 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 so it's yes. not as it's not as common as people think. Fox News makes it sound like it's happening everywhere when really 93% of 
protests since George Floyd has been killed have been peaceful. So that means 7%. Of that 7%, the majority have been instigated by... Police. Police. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And yes, there are, in, there are opportunists. I yes. will agree. But they are a minute faction. Such a small percent. A sm- such a small percentage. But Fox News likes to make it sound like they are the ones that that's the norm. And they've let that, they've stolen the narrative away from the original intent. And that is unchecked police power. And in my opinion. And it's begun, that, that has stolen the narrative away from the original message. Most definitely. And I guess that's the most, and you know, I've gone to so many protests here in Birmingham since George Floyd was murdered. Well, we, then Rayshard Brooks was murdered, and the amount of veterans I've seen at this protest on our side so, has been amazing to see. In the army or in the in the military in general, we like to say we get we get fucked by the green the big green weenie. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of see how how much the government takes advantage of people. So that I I, I feel like that's kind of. I saw kind of how it worked. Granted, I'm a specialist and I'm I'm promotable. Hopefully, about to be promoted to sergeant within mm-hmm. the next year. Um, but you know, obviously, I'm 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 not some high ranking, you know, officer somewhere. But I just kind of got an idea of how it works, and it's obviously it's it's wrong. I agree. Well, what what, agree. Is, what about it is wrong? That it like. Well, I mean, you know, taxation is theft, of course. Um, uh, that was our next thing we were going to talk about. So go ahead. Uh, okay, go ahead. I want to hear your view. I want to hear your view. So, well, like in the in the army, you just you kind of see. So, like the army is funded by taxpayers, right? Mm-hmm. But the soldiers in the army get taxed. That doesn't make any sense if you ask me. But that's so like you're getting <laughs> fucked. But twice. where? Yeah, where's that money going? Where is that money going? And it's that's what's blows my mind like I think it's what is it 64 or 65% of the federal budget a year goes to the military <laughs> but you're standing there in the trenches and you don't see it so no, where does that go no with? you said 64 trillion 64% oh, of, 64% the, of the budget overall of the budget oh, okay yes and that that budget is in the trillions yes so um, where does that go if you're saying you're exactly not saying it. where does uh, that go dude man it's almost I like could go paint. all day about faulty equipment and stuff like that, um, we're you know we're still um, we're still fighting a war against people that have fucking AK-47s and they're wearing flip flops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're and they're getting very smart too. And in Iraq, they're they're using drones and and shit. Like I don't know, man. And we're. It's almost like there should be some people held. It's like accountability is lacking. It's a crazy concept. I, I don't know. Like, is the I don't see how much the, the I don't see how much money. Maybe because I'm not active duty, I don't see how much money goes. Like where that I don't. I don't, really don't see where that money goes right. at all. You know, it's we've got so we've got soldiers living in basically poverty conditions in barracks across active duty installations uh, in across the country. You know. Troops are, you know, they have black mold in their barracks. They've got, the, you know, uh, brown-ass water, you know, n- no AC, no heat, 
you know, leaky faucets, you know, it's just disgusting in some places. And we don't, I don't understand why the army has, or why the military in general has this money and it's not being given to better house and accommodate the, accommodate the, 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 the troops. And it's like, it's happening here and it's happening there. And in my opinion, the common theme is there is that select few that have power and they don't give a fuck about us and they're going to do anything to hold on to that power and the way that they have been able to maintain power is by dividing people up right you know they divide people up and they use things like race and you know class and patriotism and nationalism they've hijacked and I, I grew and up a poor white is, boy in rural Alabama. And, and I know. as sad as it is, they've turned to religion, man. Yeah. They, they, they use religion to, like you said, it's already influenced from politics as we see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. People's religion, people's religious views <laughs> and politics, they just, they don't, they don't go together. Separation of church and state. See? Thank you. Thank you. You know, it, I've been keeping a mark of each time you've mentioned something you agree with that I agree with too and I'm far left and that's just what I love it's called the, common ground people and that's what I, that's what we try to preach our no far America's far left is really not that far left compared to other like Europeans yeah yeah so, exactly. so what would you say about Bernie Sanders um I really I, I'm not a fan of Bernie so we were talking about you just left off with your feelings on Bernie Sanders or lack thereof. Right. Uh, I just don't agree that um, the average American should be given free college. Uh, it shouldn't be free for all, most definitely, because it, I feel like it's an insult to the American veteran. Um, our, they say that we get free college, but it's not free at all. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Is Would it be free college, though? Because we're still going to pay for it. It's not free. Right, but that just adds more taxes. And what did I say earlier? Right, Taxation. who's paying the taxes? Who's paying? It wouldn't be us. It would be the person like Jeff Bezos who made $68 billion in the last six months and paid $0 in taxes. Right. Wait, what was that number you said? $0 in taxes. That's what, that's what grinds my ears is... You know, you and me, normal, everyday working people, we pay our taxes. And then you said even being deployed, you have to pay taxes. I did not pay taxes in Iraq. Okay. It was tax-free. Okay. But all all the other pay, you know, every other time I'm working, yeah, it's taxed. Yeah, it's all taxed, but yeah. I'm getting, I I just re-enlisted for $20,000 split into two payments. So that's, they they tax, um, was it like 13%? So. Uh, I, I'm gonna get seventy three hundred dollars instead of ten thousand dollars, right? Like I was supposed to. And I guess, in my opinion, how is that fair that you are going and risking your life for this country, and we are working all of us every single day, but yet the people who benefit off of our labor don't have to pay any taxes whatsoever? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree that. The, the extremely wealthy should be taxed, you know, because most of them aren't taxed now. So, what about the same? But people but uh, I also agree that like the taxation, like taxation from us, 
it's it's just not like we're going back taxation without representation. So like we're supposed to be, like so Governor Ivy's gas tax is supposed to go to fixing the roads, but what roads have been fixed? And see, I 100% agree with you. It's a lack of accountability. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand why we're paying for stuff that's not actually being done. Mhm. And that's what I got into a huge argument last week when I made a video, go check out the last video, um about how calling for defunding the police is just as patriotic as the original founding fathers that broke away from right. England. And, and when we say through. defund the police, we don't necessarily mean abolish the police. Exactly. We why mean we mean demilitarize. Why does the small town of Pinson or Springville, Alabama, need armored personnel carriers? Exactly. It's terrifying to me the fact that they can militarize so quickly. That terrifies me. And the the fact of how much riot police were able to just completely, you know, go from being normal everyday police officers to militarization in a, like that. If we want to talk about red flag gun laws uh, and stuff like that, um, and not necessarily red flag gun laws, um, but um, no-not warrants in general, uh so unconstitutional. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, God, it's, it's almost sounding like you actually have common sense. What, what I know, it's crazy. Crazy concept. Like, I mean, in what world can somebody be laying in bed and the police just come snatch them up? I mean, that sounds like Nazi Germany to me. It's the Gestapo. Exactly. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I agree. We have we we do have criminals in America, but the 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 supposed criminals that these these police officers are going after aren't actually the criminals that they need to go after at all. They're not criminals at all. Exactly, they're not going after the main criminals, and half of them are the ones that are up in Congress. That I mean, have... so so we'll talk about. Um, uh, Joe Biden for a second. Uh, you know, he spent 47 years enforcing laws like the three-strike law. Um, and then his own son gets... And, and you know, he enforced the, the war on drugs for sure. And his own son gets, gets you know, busted for, um, co- you know, testing positive for coke. So did Trump's son, by the way. Yeah, but but Trump's son isn't um, isn't in politics. He wasn't until his father, of course. Um, Hunter Biden wasn't in politics. No, but he was, he was. He was he was a a naval officer. So with that knowledge, that there's a level of politics there. True. Um, but the fact is that. The fact of the matter is that his son was was so we can we can go all about it. We mm-hmm. um shit man, we got we got all the time. It, it's we got all the time in the world. <laughs> um we're kind of deviating from the from the subject if I went that far. Um, it's safe to say that you know Joe Biden is definitely not my first pick. Nobody's. Absolutely not. Nobody. But I've also spent 4 years in Trump's military. Yeah. 
I've, it like? I've just, man, sometimes I just read what he posts on Twitter, and I just don't understand why the president of our nation is talking like a fucking middle schooler. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Yes. It's embarrassing. It is. Because we've lost our don't get standing. Me, dude, as... And Donald Trump, so Donald Trump has done more. He is He's enforced more anti-Second Amendment laws than Obama did. But the Democrats are going to take the guns. They're going to close take all the of churches. them away. I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. He's my commander-in-chief. He's do, he's done. He has done a great job. Um, with the military in Iraq and, and Syria, I know personally, uh, we, we, we got a lot done, but there's just, man, there's so much things that he said that he was going to do that he hasn't done. Mm. And he's done the opposite of things that he said he was going to do. So, you know, I, that's why I personally am leaning towards another option. That's why right. my, my third option would be Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Right. And I see that 100%, and I 100% agree. You know, but in my opinion, the gains that have been made in the military aren't necessarily Trump. It's his joint chiefs that have bucked with him constantly. And when, obviously, like with Mad Dog Mattis. Oh, when he disagrees, he gets booted out the door. I think the that admiral. Mad Dog Mattis should be the president of this country. He he would be better off than what we have. He is a a hero. Yeah. And the way that he was treated in the White House is it's a despicable. shame to the Marine Corps. Is it a shame to the anybody anybody in the military who knows? A thing about the military should respect General Mattis. Exactly. What is and it about the What is it about the way he treated him? Like, what, what did he? What is it about like Don, like the way Donald Trump? Him. Yeah, like you have any thoughts on that? Like, I mean, so, so okay, let's so so when Jim Mattis was uh, nominated to be the um, Secretary of Defense, Donald Trump praised him. For all of his actions throughout his military career, but as soon as he disagreed with anything that Trump said, he dogged him for those same actions, which makes no sense sense to me. And actually, that kind of reflects on how people treat veterans in America now. Thank you. They love you until you actually speak up and become an individual and have your own opinion. Yeah, they think that we are, man. It's I, so I saw an image the other day, and it was a group of men going off to war, saluting their generals. So the generals had bare chests, and then it showed the bottom another picture of them coming back with half of them on crutches, a couple of them dead in caskets, and the, the generals had a chest full of medals. And that's just you know somehow sometimes how it feels, man. And. You know, then to hear your commander in chief say the ones who died are losers and suckers. But yes, right. And it's just it's completely contradictory, and it's just it's blatantly disrespectful. And well, Joe Biden also called you know called uh, service members bastards. So there is that. Yeah. Doctor Jorgensen hasn't um, hasn't said anything negative towards the military whatsoever. 
would agree. Neither has Bernie. I was a Bernie fan personally. But yes, I see what you're saying. I, as a progressive, I am appalled by the two choices. I'm like, if we are the greatest country just, on earth, we are stuck between shit and shitty. I watched that debate the other day, and I I, I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I, I was sitting there on my couch, and I, I would just, I don't understand. I'm, I'm a poor white boy from Pinson who has a southern drawl, and I can, you know put together a more intelligent conversation than what I heard on that television. And for the last 55 minutes, we've had a civil conversation without having to interrupt each other. Donald Trump interrupted Joe Biden 77 times. 77 times. That's only in an hour and a half. Yeah. That's embarrassing, and that's the leader of the free world. You know? And I don't understand. It's like conservatives, in my opinion, a long time ago lost out of ways to defend him. They have lost out. They keep doing these mental gymnastics to defend his actions and say, well, that's just not him. He, you know, that's not really how he is. And now it's just like they've given up even trying to. And it's like, where's your integrity? Like you were saying with Mattis, he never spoke. He was had his name drugged through the mud but never spoke one ill word of him through his entire time until after he left. And then finally he said, he's a threat to our democracy. And it's the truth. It's the truth, but still, it's like he, Donald Trump has become this cult of personality to where you can't even you know, question him without you becoming the enemy. Just for questioning anything. And it's scary. It's truly scary. I would be all for having Joe Jorgensen and Howie Hawkins of the Green Party. He's yeah, the left's version of yeah, that's uh, that's a little 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 left leaning for me. Oh. No, no, no. But, what I'm saying is having both of them allowed on the debate. Uh, exact yes. Stage. No, no. Most definitely, they should all be allowed to debate. Instead I mean, of a two party system, dude. I, I'm sure that Howie Hawkins and Dr. Jorgensen alone could have a, a wonderful debate. It would be respectful, and there would be con or uh, substance. To it. I'm just I would I would be afraid that um, Donald Trump wouldn't even allow them to speak. Mm-hmm. This is what I don't understand with these debates. Why the fuck does the moderator not have a button to cut the mics? That would be something. They that get, would be that would be good. They get two minutes because they because they would they they wouldn't they could try to talk but they you know obviously they would, they would have to shut down. I say you know they get two minutes of a response and I would give them about a five second you know, window to, you know, wrap it up. And then after that, cut the mic. It's embarrassing. And it's just, that's unbecoming, I guess. And at the end of the day, like, we're sitting here having a discussion. We can disagree on economics, but at the end of the day... Or guns. Or guns or anything like that. But at the end of the day, human rights, civil rights, and being a decent human, we agree on. Right, and that's outlandish you can't you now. can't disagree on on basic human rights. Right. That's just that's that's something that's it's what we founded our country on. Of course, yeah, we had slavery in the beginning, but if it wasn't for people that were that weren't racist, we would still be in slavery. I agree, and I mean, I see that our country was founded on principles to protect those in power, which it you know. The founders were elitist, rich. It was so, so. The country was founded on on checks and balances. So, 
we have we have certain ways to protect our government, but we also have ways to take that government down if need be. And I feel like we've lost that memory of that. The Second Amendment allows for the people to rise up against what they perceive to be as a tyrannical government. Correct. Okay. So what is it? John Thomas Jefferson said the blood of. Uh, the, the tree of some of liberty needs to be watered with the blood of patriots from time to time or something like that. Yes, every so often, yeah. yes. Something like that, yeah. Um, I mean, well, I'm not sitting here calling for armed insurrection or anything right now because I'd like to keep my job. But, um, no, I, I agree that at the end of the day, if the government isn't representing our interest, they should not keep their job. And it's all about accountability. Exactly. No we, taxation without representation. No taxation without representation is what is what we is what we wanted to become our own country for. Exactly, and at the end of the day, we both agree on that. We just maybe and actually, we both agree on that. If you have more, you should pay more. If you make if you're worth 125 billion dollars, you should pay more than I pay in taxes. Most definitely. So I mean, yes, yeah, you should. You should be allowed to live comfortably. Yeah, you earn that money. You earn that money. You should, you're, of course, you're not gonna you're not gonna be broke. You're still gonna live your life your, your life of luxury. But some of that you can't you can't feasibly spend that amount of money exactly. in a single lifetime. Exactly, Bill Gates. You cannot lose that. He's making more money than he would be taxed per per. Exactly. So why not help your fellow man? A and B follow the laws of the country. What what gives them an out though? Like, yeah, what and and it's like, you know, if you question that, then well, they earned that money. Nobody's saying that they didn't earn it. I mean, how did they earn it? We can get into that, but that's another rant. But what's wrong with them actually paying their fair share? If right. I have to pay my taxes, why should right? I, I make, may, I make maybe thirty thousand dollars a year. Exactly. That's if we're it. That's if we're lucky and half the and people. And I'm and I'm taxed. Yeah. You know. I'm taxed a, a few thousand. Mm-hmm. That, that few thousand adds up. Is a lot, man. Yeah, you know exactly, exactly. And that's what I overall. That's what I love about this is we're able to sit down, have a discussion, and a open a dialogue. Hopefully, for people listening, we're opening a dialogue, which is unheard of in this part of the country. And Bible we see, we, yeah, we see that we have a lot more in common. We may disagree on economics of how to get that money, but at the end of the day, we agree on what matters the most. And that's how you demand change. Because you don't ask for it. Because those in power aren't just going to just say, oh yeah, here, we'll make change. We've no. been asking for it. Exactly. It's like what Tupac, Nothing's happened. It's like what Tupac said. You're sitting at the glass window, you're seeing on the other side that there's all this food and you're hungry and the door's locked. Knock real nice. That was the civil rights movement. You know, you start kind of knocking on it a little harder. The Black Panther movement. By the 90s, when Tupac was there, he said, you know, we're busting in the door because it's not right. It's not right. We give them that wealth that they have. Why shouldn't we benefit from it? So. I could talk all day about Tupac. I'm West Coast every day, all day, every day. Man. Tupac was he's a legend and not and, and he did so much more I, than just music. you know That's what, what you know what point. I really didn't listen to Tupac 
very much until I went overseas, mm-hmm. and it changed my life. I I listened to gangster rap. I listened to old school country. I listened to alternative. I listened to death metal. I listened to all kinds of crazy shit. Oh yeah, Tupac tells a story. I just I, at one point in time in my life, I was just stuck on yeehaw redneck. Woohoo! That was my life, man. Mm-hmm. It's fucking stupid, is what it is. I mean, I'm not down in a redneck, but. You know, sometimes what you know, I, I'm down in white trash is what I'm doing. And at the end of the day, music should be more about. Well, we went out to the holler, and the girl had her painted on blue jeans, and I drank a beer. It, it, you know, country music used to be more than that, and now it's yes, become poppy. Most definitely. And you know, we could rant about that all day. But yeah, I. Um, you have anything else you want to discuss? Um. Honestly, how would you rate the way that? The Republicans or the or the Democrats have handled the whole stimulus thing. They're wanting. Oh man! So Donald Trump said the other day that he wouldn't he wouldn't talk anymore about uh, mm-hmm. stimulus relief until the election. Well, what until a crock of meant. fucking shit, man! Yeah. What a crock of shit! And now, and I'm in the army. I have no choice but to do this tax, to, you know, the tax deferral. So I'm not getting taxed right now. Well, if Donald Trump doesn't get elected, some. Something's gonna happen. I'm I'm most likely gonna have to pay this shit back. I, I'm doing my best to save what I can, man. But I, I'm I'm not that more, well, I'm not the the best well off man there is. I've done more for the troops than any other president. Yes, oh yes, he has. Sure. And it's just it's enraging because people don't see it, especially in the part of the country we're in. It's like they are actively voting against their own interests. And they're willingly doing it. They are willingly doing it. Man, the first time... that So, <laughs> the first thing that, that everybody wanted when Governor Ivey came to came into office was no, no more taxes. The first thing she did. And we, and we also wanted uh, uh, legal gambling. We wanted the lottery. Mm-hmm. Those were the two things that we asked for. Well, the first thing she did was the gas tax, and then struck, she struck down a bill about the lottery. So, but yet she got reelected. Yeah, yes, reelected overwhelmingly. And what's sad is, you know, and then everybody goes to Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee, or Florida to play the lottery, and none of that money's going to the to Alabama exactly. whatsoever. That, and, and also. If you want to get talk about just legalizing things, we, we could talk about, about legal legalizing marijuana. No, no, yeah, let's the, talk the about the money. Yeah, Colorado. the money that goes that can go to the state, man. We Colorado spend so just, much money housing these prisoners. Suppose you know, supposedly they tax us because of the prisoners, uh, and all that because they, they get busted for marijuana. But what we could be doing is making double that money on the marijuana that they got busted for. Colorado just passed $4 billion in revenue in one year off of marijuana, just marijuana. That is, imagine what could be done in this state. We could actually come into the 21st century in many cases. No shit. Maybe invest in your communities. Invest in our communities. There's still people in this state that don't have air conditioning. Like, exactly. It's, It's embarrassing. 
that's how you have also that's how you pay for any child in the state to go to college. Yeah, they they do that in Georgia, right? From the yeah. profits, college from in Georgia income. is free to any state college of a Georgia resident. Yeah, it's free. But we can't have gambling anymore. Yeah, it's, it's the devil. It's the devil. <laughs> I know. Oh is, man. And it's like we could just keep going on and on and on. And it, but until what I've learned is, I just someday the people like us. These this younger generation someday we will be the ones running this place, mm-hmm. and I can't wait for that day. Exactly. One thing These... that I always argue for is a proportional system in Congress. So if the three of us had parties, and you got forty percent, he got thirty percent, and I got thirty percent, you would get forty percent of the seats in Congress. He would get thirty percent. You know, make up a hundred. Nobody has the majority. That means we have to form a coalition and work together to pass bills, to pass laws. Which is something Congress does not do now. Exactly. No, absolutely and not. That's what they, they do in they Europe. And they're supposed to. Yeah. George Washington, let's say the founder of this country, did not want political parties at all. He, he could have ran for a third term and he decided not to. Because he saw the, the foundation of two separate political parties mm-hmm. and he disagreed with it. You know, it's, I just, man, I could talk all, you know, we could talk all day about this. Yeah. And what it comes down to is it would involve change. Yes. And especially for this part of the country, change happens so incremental you almost don't see it. Yes. But, Um, yeah. So I just want to say, you know, to everybody that listens, keep protesting, keep doing it. Don't hurt innocent people. Keep protesting. People see you. You know what I mean? And I 100% agree. Change doesn't happen overnight. It but takes it has time, to be persistent. But it has to be persistent, and we cannot let up. We finally have... And they attack the most when they're scared. And they're scared of us. Because they know that we are getting a foothold. And they see, just like we talked about throughout history, when people that seemingly don't have a lot in common realize that we have more in common... That threatens their power, 